Welcome to Stop the Presses. Your host, Mark Anderson, the 8th of November, 2023. And I'm joined by Ron Avery. These days, we're going audio only. We're not doing the video simulcast, but that will return. Uh, there's technical reasons on my end that that's not happening, so it's my fault. There we go. And anyway, uh, good afternoon, Ron. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Fine. Thanks for joining me today. I understand it might have been not totally convenient for you, but... Um, mm-hmm. I was going to maybe pass on doing a live show today until a Chicago Tribune scribbling came across my screen. When I say scribbling, I kind of mean literally like kids with crayons who think they're journalists. (laughs) And uh, maybe they still wear braces. Maybe the male reporters have never even kissed a girl yet. I'm not (laughs) sure what's going on. Um, But... Boys don't this, kiss girls anymore, Mark. Boys kiss boys. Yeah, wait, wait. You can't say boys or girls either, right? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, an individual is a they, and then a plural is a is a sing, sing, a singular is a plural, and a plural is a singular. Yeah. In the, in the topsy-turvy world of liberaldom, uh, D-U-M-B on that uh, final uh, suffix there, Um well, anyway, the Chicago Tribune runs this article, and I'm familiar with this stuff somewhat because over the years I've done some reasonable coverage of the Keystone XL pipeline coming out of a very oil-productive province in Canada known as Alberta, and it's tar sands, meaning it's, it's like a thick oil sludge, and it has to be heated to be thin enough to go through pipelines to the tune of thousands of miles. Some of it was sent to... Texas area refineries and they they boil it down and make it into crude oil and it ends up in your gas tank or in your lawnmower or something but um, I was never outright opposed to the Keystone there were people that opposed it mainly for property encroachment reasons it wasn't so much what was in the pipe although that was of some marginal concern superheated uh, oil sludge crude oil sludge under pressure uh, you don't have to be anti-oil to know that anything hot and under pressure can be a problem, right? Right. Uh, it, it could burst, and, and I guess this did happen. It Some of them, there were different branches to the Keystone, and there were similar projects, but there were some breaches, some leaks, and there were instances when reportedly some groundwater or surface water got contaminated. And, of course, that's not a good thing. No one says it is. But it doesn't mean necessarily that the crude oil in and of itself is a bad idea. But people jump to conclusions and they, they, they lump everything together. They conflate things and they, they live by emotions too often. But anyway, so I'm, I'm kind of familiar with the dynamics of these issues. Uh, there's a gal up in North Texas, Julie Trigg, T-R-I-G-G. I even went to her house in 2012 and got the lowdown and walked out on the property to see where a branch of the Keystone would run through her land. Last I knew, and I hope I'm not wrong about this, she defeated that tributary of the Keystone from going directly through her property, which had been in the family for quite some time for farming. And that's her right. Property rights are a big thing. Liberal, conservative, doesn't matter. But now we have a somewhat different situation And this involves the Hess family farm, H like Harry, E-S-S like Sam, the Hess family farm in western Illinois. 
And rather than read the myopic, almost childlike Chicago Tribune article about it, I'll read right from the Hess Family Farm's own website. And the uh, headline is Toppling Goliath, dated November 5th, written by Steve Hess himself, who was featured in the Chicago article. And the name of this pipeline is the Navigator. And guess what goes through the pipeline known as the Navigator, Ron? Well, I'm thinking it's a crude oil, right? <clears throat> no, no, it's something far more dangerous. It's carbon dioxide. <laughs> something like oxygen. <clears throat> yeah, um, in, in fact, the um, CO2, guess what that O stands for in CO2? Yeah, oxygen, right? Yeah. And the C stands for? Carbon. Right. One one molecule of carbon, two of oxygen, CO2, uh, or excuse me, one atom of carbon, two of oxygen, makes the CO2 molecule. Yeah. And uh, we all know how dangerous that gas of life is. My God, we get it all, we get it from all angles, Ron, when you exhale. You're breathing this deadly gas on your family. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, don't and be you, in the you, same room with your family. Right, because the deadly gas of carbon dioxide is is lurking about. And if the windows aren't open, heaven oh, yeah. forbid, you know how high those concentrations can get. You know, you'll writhe on the ground as if you took potassium cyanide by the boatload and foam out the mouth and bleed out and die right then and there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then, so we have CO2, and I think that can only be in gas form, not liquid. Um, and that's what's going to go through the Navigator Pipeline. So it was a proposed five-state pipeline project, reading from the Hess Family Farm uh, website. And, and this is nothing against that family. What I just got done saying was the bigger picture, in my opinion, of that. Uh, a five-state pipeline project called the Navigator, a CO2 pipeline capturing CO2 from mainly ethanol plants. Ethanol is where they use corn, and they produce fuel. Now, keep in mind that using crops to produce fuel makes us less dependent on crude oil. So, nevertheless, they take the ethanol plants, and, you know, you kind of have to have a dual-purpose fuel engine, a, a dual-fuel engine, you know, where you have the ability to run ethanol or regular gasoline. You have to have that kind of motor to use ethanol. Anyway, so they capture the CO2, that evil gas, from ethanol plants, and they sequester the product, and they, uh, they announced on October 20th, however that they're canceling the project. So evidently, um, due to Mr. Hess and many others toppling Goliath, evidently that's their metaphor for it, and uh, due to their uh, uh, reported defeat of the pipeline, it's not just being rerouted around his land, evidently, and I haven't confirmed this, but evidently they're canceling the whole project. And with that, you have to be very careful because I've encountered that before. You'll hear they're canceling the project, and then you'll learn they're going to reroute it. Anyway, as most of you are aware, I'm reading from the Hess site, our family has been opposing the project since it was first launched almost two years ago. The route of a feeder line to an ethanol plant in a town called Galva, G-A-L-V-A, 
would have gone through five tracts of farmland that our family grows crops on, mostly patterned, tiled fields of very productive soil. While this project is canceled, there is still the possibility, however, that another company might pick up the pieces and try again. There are other projects still in the works as well, mainly Wolf slash ADM, which sources which sources CO2 from two Iowa ADM ethanol plants to sequester in Macon County. We'll talk about that sequestering in a minute. This pipeline would run close to some of my cousins and friends' farmland, the Hesses say, in Peoria, Peoria and Tazewell counties, Illinois. Tazewell, T-A-Z-E-W-E-L-L, Peoria and Tazewell counties in Illinois. There's also a seven-mile pipeline project at the ICC, not sure what that is, named One Earth Energy, which runs from an ethanol plant in Putnam County to sequester in McLean County with a pipeline sized much larger than is usually needed for single plant sequestration. Now, here's what sequester evidently means, as I understand it. And I am, for the record, a little bit new to this particular aspect of pipelines. But sequestering, Ron, get this, means you take one of the most um, common, well, okay, in, in the atmosphere, there's nitrogen, there's argon, and there's oxygen. And nitrogen, argon, and oxygen, Ron, all have higher concentrations than CO2. In fact, of the top gases in the atmosphere, CO2 takes up the smallest share. Less than argon, less than nitrogen, and less than oxygen. Uh, it's only about 0.035%, at best 0.04% of the atmosphere is CO2. And I'll double check that in a minute. So keeping that in mind, they take the CO2, which is a vital life gas, and yet there are not comparatively high tr- uh, concentrations of it in the atmosphere, and they pipe it, Ron, sequestration means it's driven underground and sequestered from humanity, evidently quite deep underground. So rather than when you would, when you would um, mine or extract methane or natural gas or you would extract crude oil, you're taking it from the earth, uh, they're taking a, a, a well-known life gas which has energy capabilities, but they're putting it back into the ground or putting it underground as if it's dangerous, like nuclear waste. Yes. Um, so, in other words, they don't let it get into the air. They, they take it from the ethanol emissions, evidently, and they pipe it uh, because taking it in separate trucks would be too many trucks on the road. Uh, I understand that. When, when Rockefeller first put together Standard Oil, um, they they didn't have long pipelines yet, so they used trains, and there were continual cars of trains hauling crude oil, and then they decided the pipelines were better than trains. And anyway, so they, they pipe this from the ethanol plants, the extraction, and they make a carbon sink deep underground and take this dangerous quote-unquote CO2 and pipe it underground. And... Yes. Um, Yet, CO2 is in every exhalation of every breathing mammal. It is 
uh, it is what it is a you know carbon in general is you know all what wood is about. Uh, trees and forests are carbon sinks in and of themselves, the kind that God gave us, and yet. I don't know if this is make work just to make money and it looks like environmental insanity or, or people that are completely brain dead when it comes to what these gases are about. But without having looked at it real deeply, Ron, and granted there's more to learn and I'm not picking on the family themselves, the Hess family, but I am seeing something way off kilter here. Uh, your thoughts, Ron? Yeah, well, I, I just happened to pull this article up just right before we went on the air, and I kind of read a little of it as you were talking. And this, uh, you know, like an like a oil, like an oil pipeline, and, and what are these people really mining for? What are they, what are they extracting or, or collecting and moving about to earn money with? You know, like oil is used by people. And companies to produce things, and they buy oil, and they use oil products and derivatives from oil. It appears that what this this pipeline and this company is mining for are are federal credits. In other words, uh-huh, yes. the, the 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 gold the 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 value they're trying to obtain is something that is that exists only in a fiction, in a government fiction. So uh, what they're doing is uh, obtaining credits, uh, federal tax credits under the Joe Biden Inflation Reduction Act. And they're Ah. making $1.3 billion a year in federal tax credits, and of course, I guess what they can do is have those apply to different companies, you know, that they're taking this CO2 from, and they're getting rid of it by burying it in the earth. I think that's just absolutely an insane to start with. I mean, most people refine and mine for the product itself. This has nothing to do with the product. The product in the pipeline could be anything. Uh, you know, the the government can make a some kind of a ridiculous act like that and get, apply federal credits and uh, to uh, you know uh, algae or you know uh, uh, anything you name it and and it becomes Ron, I, something I, 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 to. I mean, this is absolutely insane, stupid stuff. I mean, uh, who ever heard of drilling for federal credit union uh, credits? You know, what I mean. Yeah, hey, I mean, you, that, want, you want some federal credit tax credits? Yeah, well, I got a whole pipeline of full of them over here. In other words, there's nothing in it. There's nothing in the damn pipeline, and it's 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 federal tax credits running around in this pipeline. Totally could, fictional. The whole damn thing is fictional, except yes, for the pipeline itself. Synthetic. I, I mean, I'm being. I'm engaging in hyperbole, and I'm getting a little off the rail here, but that could be beef gravy in there or, or chicken stew, right? I Absolutely, mean, as, yeah, as, as long, long as you can long, get some federal tax credits from it. Right, if you, could, if you could prove that that beef gravy, and I remember a Jeff Foxworthy skit with Larry the Cable Guy where they were in like uh, some redneck utopia and gravy came right out of the ground. <laughs> 
and they they were you know this is the elixir of life this is beef gravy and they were standing amid a a pool of gravy and they were like hog heaven yeah well, i mean that's that's uh you know beverly hillbillies taking off to yeah <laughs> taking <laughs> off to hollywood man yeah. yeah we got a couple minutes for the break but if they could prove anything was actually or or potentially or allegedly hazardous and you could show that you could bury it in the ground and protect humanity from himself or whatever or from this scourge then you'd get the credits so what's the real motivation environmental stewardship and you're, you're just so noble and you just love the earth so much or is it just plain old money it's Come just on. plain old federal tax credits that's all it is fiction yeah a little glitch in that yeah, a little audio there, a little tiny audio glitch, but yeah, I, exactly. And um, I, again, I understand the, the property thing, not not in my backyard, NIMBY. Um, you know, we all have that impulse to a degree. Uh, can't you run your pipeline somewhere else? But to give this whole thing the air of legitimacy, based on what I know at this point, and I don't know everything, but what I've seen so far, and I didn't get a chance to call the Hess family yet to get some more facts, because we cannot, cannot, rely on the chicago tribune um uh, it's like reading the guardian out of the uk it, it's just such an eyeball rolling experience it's like <laughs> these people can't be serious and, and uh it, it's incredible but here we see um and it kind of a fox environmentalism you know it's really it's got dollar signs around it and yet the you know the environmentalists will act like it's all just um you know uh a, a heartfelt thing, a, a, a you know, a noble cause that is altruistic. But when you look at it more closely, uh, they just want to harvest the carbon from the ethanol plants and move it for money. Uh, whether they actually believe that putting CO2 in the ground uh, will actually do anything, protect anything, actually have any real outcomes is literally beside the point. Correct. And so... So here we go. You know, uh, I guess this would be one of the more insane ideas. If we had a rating system, this would be near the top of totally <laughs> insane ideas. Yeah, I mean, this is the stuff that people laugh about and joke about. You wouldn't think it would become reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Don't laugh too hard or, or don't laugh too fast, right? Okay, right. we'll be back with more. Stay tuned. Republicbroadcasting.org. Smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the cool, United with States. anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, the, uh, the dancing Israelis. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. 
they would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Extendivite really works. Just listen to what some people have to say. Several years ago, I was developing a very uh, severe situation. I called it my flippy heart. It just was doing not good things. And I did not want to go to a medical doctor because uh, I just knew they would give me a cover-up pill. I didn't want to get onto that sort of thing at all. When I learned it was garlic and cayenne, and cayenne is a healer. It is a wonderful herb. I said, I think I'm on to something here. I'll tell you, I wouldn't be without it. It did wonderful things for me. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Call now. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. And the short one before the bottom of the hour. Uh, I'm going to ask Ron. Ron, just a comment for a moment on what we just talked about. I need to check something real quick. I'll be back in about 20 seconds. Okay. Yeah, we were talking about what's in the pipeline of any value. And uh, it says here in the Chicago Tribune article that uh, what it, what's in the pipeline of any value is really carbon credits. And it also said that uh, their investors, this uh, uh, the Navigator Pipeline, had private investors, and they were looking at it like any business would, whether large-scale infrastructure development or remodeling your home, uh, uh, Burns Thomas said. And Burns Thomas is the uh, vice president of the Navigator Pipeline. 
And they said at a certain point, you have to figure out the cost benefit of how much money you can put into something and can you reap that back out. Well, it doesn't take long to figure out, well, what if the government decides to no longer issue uh, CO2 tax credits? Well, you you ain't got anything in your pipeline. You know, this is this is not like oil. You know, the government would have to do something severe to make oil in a pipeline valueless. Why? Because it's a real thing that real people need, and they're willing to pay for it. People, people, even though plants need CO2, it's readily available all over the earth and everything, and it's all over everything. And the idea that it's like uh, it's like putting air. Let's just talk of just air, and why wouldn't you just have a fan that sucks air into a pipeline? I mean, really? I mean, the whole thing is so stupid, it's beyond comprehension how anybody would even contemplate spending $3.2 billion on on a fictional fictional thing, on putting, uh, uh, putting, uh, 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 the uh, uh, fairies in there or something. I mean, it's all fiction. Hey, Ron, I'm back, and, and yeah, that's sufficient. It, it is interesting, before I switch gears here and switch them pretty dramatically, you'll notice that when oil is moved, uh, oil has myriad applications as a lubricant, as a fuel, as making plastics, whereas now they sequester CO2 and they just dump it. It's not yeah. going to anything. It's not... Evidently, and as far as we know, based on what we know at this point in time, there's no productive use for it. They well, literally maybe, think, "Hey, Mark, what if they're contemplating a CO2 shortage?" I mean, uh, wow. Okay, maybe you might have something if you had a CO2 shortage and the plants were dying off. Yeah, and then you would store it for some uh, life-sustaining reason. We'll leave this alone for now. We'll come back to this. This is one of those you can throw darts at for quite some time, and we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna do it just like we're at the tavern, Ron, having a cold one and getting into a game of darts. But anyway, yeah. um, to throw darts elsewhere, and deservedly so, we we go to the mass media cartel. Okay, unbended knee. Uh, you know, you have to prostrate yourself before the temple of the mass media cartel. We're about to hear truth here. You know, you, you have to you have to prostrate yourself. Okay. Yes. Uh, you're on bended knee. You're 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 giving them the awe that they deserve. So this is the BBC. It turns out the BBC in in Britain, their partner in the U.S. is CBS. I guess I didn't know that. But I anyway. Didn't now we're going to hear, as if we need more proof, that democracy doesn't apply exactly to everything, and voting, therefore, doesn't apply to everything. And so here we have a CBS-BBC combo, more or less. Uh, it's dated the 8th of November, that's today, and uh, we don't have much time. I'll read the headline. We'll get into this on the other side of the uh, station ID. U.S. Election Day 2023, that was yesterday. Uh, three takeaways after Americans went to the polls. This is their solemn duty. This is where you really exercise your citizenship, Ron. You go to the polls. Oh, wonderful. 
Yeah. And the article starts out, this is just to lay the groundwork, while the White House was not up for grabs, that comes next year, Tuesday proved to be a big night for U.S. politics. Voters in some states went to the polls to decide their governor and who controls their legislature, while, while others considered changes to abortion and marijuana rights. Abortion and marijuana rights. Not issues, not subject matter, rights. Democrats, I didn't know marijuana had any rights, but that's interesting. Uh, much less abortion. Democrats <laughs> appeared to ha- Democrats appeared to have much to be happy about. Big wins for the Dems in Ohio, Virginia, Kentucky. We'll learn more on the other side. Stay tuned. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the Internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach or a favorite song from the past or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? 
Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To learn more about this amazing breakthrough, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Thank you for that, Julie. That's the great Alan White, the late Alan White on drums. What a drummer he was, especially on that great 1980s Yes album, 90125. Anyway, uh, Ron, uh, we're supposed to rejoice for the Democrats with their big wins in Ohio, Virginia, and Kentucky, like I was talking about back on the other side there. Now that the ballots are counted, here's what we've learned. They're already counted. It's amazing. Uh, Here's what we've learned so far from state elections in a dozen U.S. states. The top billing, of course, is Ohio. Ohio voters backing an amendment to the state's constitution. Get that. An amendment to the state of Ohio's constitution that will guarantee abortion rights proved to be Tuesday's most prominent example of how abortion remains a top issue in the U.S. But a number of other votes show the issue remains a motivating topic for American voters for the con for context the US Supreme Court rescinded the nationwide right to abortion last year now here we have a two-tiered problem Ron first of all you can't decide life and death moral issues at the ballot box at all <laughs> yeah um, I'm thinking that's pretty much right too yeah it to say that assumes, and this assumption is so huge that it's bigger than the known universe, that assumes that people are sufficiently wise, up to speed, and informed to where they can make life-altering, life-and-death decisions at the ballot box, and that their knowledge and discernment and wisdom is such where that mechanism can and should decide the matter. There is no basis for, for believing that that exists. There's no basis at all to assume that voting is the mechanism to decide an issue like this. That's the first problem. The second problem is the mass media syndicate cartel's insistence that abortion is a right. Because you'll notice the language. The Supreme Court rescinded the nationwide right to abortion last year. If it was a right, it couldn't be rescinded. Rights cannot be legislated in and out of existence. They are pre-existing to government. Abortion is not a right that pre-existed. It's murder. You never have the right to murder another. In any context, uh, you have the right to use deadly force in self-defense. Now, that is a particular kind of circumstance, a very specific kind of circumstance. And that assumes that the person that you use deadly force against is a clear and present danger. 
and you didn't just kill them because you felt like it. So, again here, the media is trying to sell the idea that taking the life of a preborn child or allowing it to happen, as deluded mothers often do, is an inherent right. And all the nasty Supreme Court did was rescind the right. Well, if it was a right, it can't be rescinded. And and so you, you have this absolute distortion underlying the premise that you can make these kind of decisions and do it by merely touching a screen on a voting machine that might count the vote for you anyway in ways that you didn't even select. And so there's a three-tiered problem. Calling things that aren't rights, rights, assuming that that you can decide that at the ballot box, and then even if you accept that premise, the voting machine can just flip your vote anyway. Well, here in Texas, one of our, I think one of, I think even our first of 14 propositions was the right to farm and ranch. And I was looking around and I went, when did we lose our right to farm and ranch? Uh, I I didn't know we didn't have a a right to farm and ranch. It's kind of like they don't know what any of this has to do with the law because now they're, they're giving constitutional rights to things we had a right to to begin with. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's like a, we have to name every right we have. We have a right to vacuum the floor. We have a right to clean off the desk. We have a right to make and eat hamburgers. We have a – come on, man. I mean, there, you have a yeah. right to life, liberty, and possessions, and there's things you don't have a right to do, and you can't vote them in. You cannot uh, give yourself rights through voting. And you, and you can't uh, take them away through voting. It, it, exactly. It, this is the grand irony. Um, yeah, we could, we could have the stock, exp- or the stock discussion on republics versus democracies, and this, this is part of this. This is what we're talking about now is an element of that. That's true. But what's really strange here is that, again, I've said it before, while – Elections, which are of limited utility, ought to be accurately and publicly counted and honest. There are things that just cannot be decided by popular vote and ought not to be. And there are a lot of things that fall under that category. Abortion is one of them. And, of course, we've even talked about the word abortion. It's misleading. Um, but you you have a situation here where voting because people are so civically ignorant, voting becomes a dangerous thing. There's danger here. These voters that went to this, assuming this was counted accurately and that the machines didn't decide this on their own, what the voters just did is going to result in the deaths of tens of thousands of babies over the courses of just a few months. Um, I understand, and i got to look it up again, that since Roe v. Wade was overturned, and I would need to double-check this number, but that 500,000 babies have been snuffed out, even though Roe v. Wade was underturned. Overturned. Yeah, even if you call them fetuses, it's still uh, it's still a fetus. It's still a – whatever happened to just being responsible? 
First of all, a, a woman uh, allows her body to be uh, 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 injected, and then that then somebody else injects her to to get the fetus. I mean, it's like the woman has just turned herself into to uh, stuff to be violated. Well, well, right, and I know we sound prudish to some, maybe to some younger younger listeners that. There ought to be uh, some very serious considerations about uh, extramarital sex, and uh, dare we use the biblical word fornication, and that this is why fornication is a problem. But what we often find as we get older, and we're no longer in that sowing our oats mentality that maybe we had in college or something, we find that our, our forebears, even ancient forebears, were basically correct, that there's very distinct hazards about acting outside the moral order. There are very distinct and serious consequences when you do that. It's, it's sobering. Maybe we don't like to hear it, some of us, but those consequences are not going to go away just because you don't like them. And, and they actually don't go away even if you vote, uh, vote yourself the right to be immoral. Uh, you're still going to, let me tell you, that's that's one of the things uh, to be discovered by human beings, too, is no matter what you vote for or what society votes for or against, that doesn't mean that, that uh, a real moral reality cannot be violated, even if the public accepts it and thinks it's okay. You will still pay for that event. Uh, that That's right, and we have this... Uh moral gutter kind of talk. There's a Dr. Marcel Azevedo, A-Z-E-V-E-D-O, co-founder of Ohio Physicians for Reproductive Rights. Again, reproductive rights, okay. He said, quote, in the wake of the Ohio vote, we're going to bed knowing that we own our own bodies. Well, that we didn't own our own bodies during the mRNA COVID jabs. And <laughs> You're the, so the right. Yeah. The pre-born, the preborn child has absolutely no choice in this and not only does not own his or her own body, but is absolutely helpless in the face of the knife and the vacuum and the different techniques, um, which are very horrible and are shielded from the public. All these different techniques that are used to, uh, exterminate the, uh, preborn child. And I remember Charles Rice, the Professor Emeritus of Notre Dame, I knew him before he passed away. People would confront him with about, you know, the fetus, and it's not really a human. And he always had a great refrain. He said, it's the offspring of human beings. What is it, a parsnip? Is it an eggplant? If it's the offspring of human beings, it's a human being, period, done. You know, what does it talk about? What I'm also thinking about is that government is really good at giving the people a lot of stuff to think about uh, that are troubling to them instead of uh, staying yeah. out of those areas and putting those areas up in front of their face all the time so that they can focus on what lawful government is and what's really going on. We have so many real serious crimes and government crimes going on, and what do they throw out to the people to, to consider? Uh, abortion, uh, drinking rights, smoke. You can get stoned on your butt. You, you, they, and I have people that that's really what they talk about every day and, and think about all day is getting stoned every night. 
they smoke dope every night. Well, let me tell you, it's hard to focus on tyranny if all you can think about is getting stoned uh, every night and then uh, trying to make some woman. I mean, it's this kind of just uh, self-fulfilled short-term gratifications that prevent society from really focusing in on real truth, real freedom, and real wonderful satisfaction, lasting satisfaction. That uh, We don't know what that is anymore. We're all so concerned about our right to be stoned and screw. I mean, really? That's what it's all boiled down to now? Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of people go through sowing their oats. They go through their their season of sin when they're young and you know that rite of passage and i suppose that can be somewhat excused but uh the bible also says that you have to put things put those things down put down the things of youth and grow up and people don't want to do that and so you know we have on talk radio here on rbn we you and i are a little bit rare ron in that we actually use the word sin it really yeah, does. Well, exist. you know, I think I think too. It's it's not that we that we just yeah telling people don't do this and don't do that. The idea is that you can't have real joy. You can't enter the kingdom of heaven. You can't be a productive, real citizen that is getting things done and and uh, and really enjoying l- eternal life you won't ever obtain these things when all you can think about is getting stoned and screwing the next good looking woman i mean that that ain't going to happen for you it's not going to happen yeah and so what the people did when they voted for the ohio measure to so so called enshrine the alleged right of abortion in the state constitution is they harmed themselves under the guise of thinking they had some major victory. You see a lot of the people that were in favor of this constitutional amendment in Ohio, and they're on their knees with their arms in the air as if they're um, in total elation and total joy. Oh, the the pro-abortion thing passed, and they're, they're elated, they're overwhelmed with joy. And yeah, they're they're uh, they're giving uh, honor to to democracy. They're p- uh, bowing down to democracy and praising democracy as as if that was anything. Well, it, it, it's the the thing that it is is selling people down the road to perdition who've been led to believe by the cynical political establishment that they just won some big victory. And I would guess, and maybe I'm going out on a limb here, Ron, you correct me, behind the scenes, do the political managers, the more ultimate political managers, aren't they really laughing at all these Democratic voters that just voted themselves down the road to perdition? Aren't they laughing at those voters who think they won some big victory, who actually have sold their souls to the devil? Uh, Aren't they laughing and snickering at them, saying what fools they are? Number one, thinking that you can vote your way on any issue, that voting is always the answer. And then number two, thinking that you have a right to kill a child when all it is is money to be made by Planned Parenthood, no different than money to be made by piping CO2 around and burying it in the ground. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. What they're laughing about is they're saying, 
uh, look, the people are so stupid that they are paying property taxes, which are unlawful in every state of the union. So we've stolen their property. They own no property whatsoever. And so all we give them is the, is the right to sin and, and to, to get stoned and to screw out of wedlock. <laughs> So that that is that is the uh, uh, that's what got them all distracted, and and the and what the people really end up with is nothing. They have nothing. Ultimately, they have no liberty. And real democ- people that control the public mind, which is the mass media cartel, these people love democracy. That's why they talk about it all the time is because they're in control of democracy. They're in, tr- they're in control of every voter. They control the public mind with their, uh, with their uh, propaganda through the mass media cartel. So these people, they're just walking around slabs of meat that are being programmed by the mass media cartel. They own nothing, and they just react to the most primal uh, things that the, the mass media cartel pump out. Like, right, so, like right, a right so, to abortion and a right to get stoned. Yeah, so what we have here is a bunch of alleged Democratic winners thinking they won the day who have just suffered amazingly huge losses as individuals in terms of their soul, in terms of their moral compass, in terms of them thinking they're making some societal, head, or some societal headway, societal progress, when in fact it is raw regression. It is total, total moral uh, decomposition. I always like to say, Mark, after an election, uh, ask this to your to yourself: Am I going to own property after this election? And the answer generally is no, because there's not not any anything out there that offers your offers you to own property again. So we're going nowhere until we can own property. Well, yeah, that's one aspect of it. Of course, in the parental rights sense, you might recall Matt Truella of the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. He talked about that there's civil government, family government, church government, and self-government. And I believe that's a correct perspective. So civil government run by a bunch of secular humanist extremists um, rules over the rest, tries to tear them down, uh, seeks to destroy the family, and the family's property, and the, and the word property is not misused here, the property does include the child of the man and woman, the child of the parents. That is their property. It doesn't mean the child is treated like a, like a lump of coal or a, you know, a shoebox, but it is their entity, their property, if you will, uh, to, to gestate, to bring to birth, to bring into the world, and to raise. Correct. And so by calling abortion a right, the people are being denied a clear moral vision with which they can establish families and therefore family government to counter the total monopoly of uh, atheistic civil government. And so, in other words, they're given up their property in the form of their children by making it a disposable anomaly, just a blob of flesh that they can get rid of at whim, 
But all that's happening is Planned Parenthood is collecting tax money from the state and local and federal levels, and they tell the the pregnant women all the little buzzwords that the pregnant women want to hear, and they get rid of that inconvenient child, and they they tell them that they're you know they're right there with the civil rights movement that they're part of a bigger thing and that you go girl you got rid of that inconvenient child because you own your own body and all they're doing is selling them out for money and that's the plain blunt truth of it so they celebrate now but i've known i've known more than a few women that i've known have gotten that procedure and i've never known one of those that i've met that didn't regret it yeah and and so you you see the 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 treachery that goes on here all because of that magic ballot box absolutely it, it, it's incredible i mean what we're, we're witnessing here is is self-destruction under the guise of progress and so you know digressing from this a little bit it's it's a, it's a weighty topic but Again, what it comes down to is not everything is a right, and many things cannot be cited, uh, decided rather simply by popular vote when you have most of the people getting their information from this deplorable, duplicitous, rank, lying mass media cartel. Yeah, I mean, just think of the things that these people that uh, believe in democracy as if it was a legitimate thing. Uh, what they want to do with it. First of all, one of the things they want to do with it is disarm the American people. So your constitutional right to keep and bear arms means all arms, anything that the military has, the people have a right to and should be uh, and should know how to use it. And that that's what was to protect us from tyranny at home and the use of the military against the people at home. And uh, so that that's one of the things they want to take away w- with democracy. And, and the other thing is they're uh, voting themselves immoral rights to do things. But, and, you know, I mean, wh- how are you going to – how are you going to do well when you're voting for yourself to be immoral and unarmed? I mean, that <laughs> – First of all, it's good to be to, to be a strong nation. You have to be moral to start with, and you have to be armed. So, I I this whole idea, and it seems like these same people that want to have the abortions want to impose uh, the COVID lockdowns. Remember these same women so big on uh, ab- abortion rights were the ones that were forcing everybody to wear a mask and they were all parading around in masks. And uh, and the same ones, too, that want to disarm the American people. These people are nothing but a creation of the government. If we didn't have a, di- a dissolved, unlawful government, these people wouldn't even exist. Their mindset wouldn't exist. Yeah, it, well, well said, Ron. It, it, um, they're... You know, once the moral sense is distorted or diluted, then everything follows from there. Uh, the people will be much easier to handle 
they, they won't stand on their own two feet and have a solid resolve to protect and uh, sustain their liberties. Um, you, you take away the moral sense, you get them involved in, in sinful escapist kind of pleasures, and you've got them. And, and that, that's what's almost laughable and, and certainly, in a sense, sad, too, the irony. Again, all these so-called winners that are praising God for their electoral victory yesterday in Ohio and elsewhere, they don't realize the magnitude of their loss. They're, they're losers in every sense. And it's a long-term loss. And once you cut that out from under yourself, you may never recover. Yeah, the same thing goes with the homosexuality thing, all that stuff that's being promoted so heavily. If it wasn't for the mass media cartel and dissolved unlawful government, these people literally wouldn't exist because it's not natural. This stuff doesn't occur naturally. It's promoted, and it's promoted with lots of money. Yeah, possibly as a distraction in as much as it's also demoralizing, but either way, it, it keeps people chattering about relatively unimportant issues. I mean, it has its importance in terms of its moral implications, but then we're not looking at the pandemic treaty if we're talking about trannies. Then we're not looking at um, central bank digital currencies. Then we're not looking at other long-term issues like what to do about the southern border. All of that gets lost in the shuffle. But thanks for joining me today, Ron. And You're thanks welcome. For listening. Thanks for listening out there in RBN. RBN Land, this is your host, Mark Anderson. We'll stop the presses on Wednesday, November 8th. We'll see you next time. Stay tuned for the next show here on RBN. And everybody have a great midweek. God bless. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Talk Radio, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network.